0: Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Andrew Held. Austin and Kayla here. And Austin, the mustache is out of control, man. That's just so good. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. You got a few men. If we had tables, we'd all be pounding. Um, That's a good mustache there. I was thinking about um, Jeremy and Sam this morning. When you guys walked in, um, there was just like a bunch of testosterone when you guys walk in. You got three boys um, and a great beard. um, On Jeremy, not on Sam. (laughs) And uh, I just think that God's doing something neat in your family. And just, just keep walking faithfully. Um, the eyes of the Lord look throughout the earth, seeking hearts that are fully committed to Him so that He'll show Himself strong on their behalf. And just thinking about you guys this morning, I think God's doing something really, really neat in your family. Um, all right, let's dive in here. We are on a series through the month of July on faith. And it's faith for your future, faith for your family, faith for your finances, and we have been kind of focusing on these F terms, and we want to get an A with all of the Fs. We want to get an A with family, with our future, with our finances. We want to nail these. And we talked yesterday, or last week about Peter taking a step out of the boat and walking on water. Did anybody get uncomfortable this week and take some steps of faith? No one. All right. So glad that church is effective for you and helpful. Um, I might just spend a lot less time on sermon prep. Um, That's disheartening, actually. (laughs) Okay, so this morning we are going to continue on our walk of faith, and we're going to be talking about faith for our... Finances, And I don't know, sometimes if this happens with you and you're like, God, I'm going to need some faith here for this whole thing to add up because it's just not adding up. I need a, a, a supernatural miracle. God, you're going to have to show up and help me out here. I read an article this week and it talked about that you didn't know you were poor as a kid until you got older and you looked back on some things that you think now are so fun and funny and the same thing, I was like identifying with so many of these. And I would like to read them to you guys just to see if perhaps you were in the same financial spot whenever uh, that, that I was in a, in a similar way. Um, this article, one, one person said, I didn't realize that I made um, poor people sandwiches until I had met my wife. The amount of meat that she piles onto bread, it's just nuts to me. I was doing two slices, folding them over in half, while she uses a fourth pound of turkey on every sandwich. Um, for us, what we would do is like, man, you use two slices? <laughs> like, wow, um, we used one, and we got the really thin, shaved slice on the piece of uh, of bread, and then the the cheese that's like the fake cheese. It's not really cheese. Um, the, uh, the, they call it the American cheese, and by American means that they made money and you lost on by buying this cheese. Um, that's the kind of sandwiches that, that we would have. Um, this one said, we used grocery bags as trash bags. I didn't even know that people bought bags for their trash. <laughs> um, you know this. You guys have all doing, done this, right? You, hey, I always go for the plastic. Give me the plastic bag because that's my, that's my trash bag. Um, how about this one? Sharing part of one stick of chewing gum with your brothers and sisters at a time so you got two or three kids using one stick of gum anybody else have to do do that um, i'll still do that with with my kids and the kind of gum that i use is i'll use this trident and so it's already like it's already tiny i'm like okay all three kids you're welcome you're, you should be thankful for this move that your dad has given you a piece of gum um, how about this one um, you look for off-brand everything, especially medicine. You're saving probably a, probably 75% of it is just the, the name brand, and you're looking for off-brand everything. Um, saving the extra things when you are eating out. Condiment packets, napkins, unused plastic ware, they all go into that one drawer. Y'all know that drawer that you have? Y'all have that drawer. Hey, we might use that plastic fork one time, Bobby. Just wipe it off. Let's bring it home with us. Um, I do. Th- I was actually after I was reading this article, I looked into my refrigerator, and I've got old oh, just those those packets where you kind of peel the top off of ranch. I'm like, it's so nice because it's already prepackaged for you, rather than squirting it on my plate and all kind of all falls over or with chicken nuggets or whatever you can just hand one of those to the kids i save all of that one of the things i love the most is uh chick-fil-a honey roasted barbecue sauce i would bathe in that stuff i love (laughs) i love that that stuff is always coming home with me or we just always bring home leftovers we'll go out to eat with people they'll they'll eat like half their meal and then send it back to the kitchen i'm like whoa (laughs) i just want to cry i'm like that's like free it's not free you actually already paid for it and you're and you're going to give it back to them Take it home, man. Eat it. Um, how about this? Hot dogs. Not only do they go with everything, they go in everything. In um, mac and cheese is a staple. Um, I'm thankful for Vicky Carey for making unbelievable shells and cheese, and then you throw a hot dog inside. is pretty incredible. Yesterday, um, I cut I cut up a hot dog, and then I put it in with my scrambled eggs, and it tastes very similar to to sausage and eggs. It wasn't, but it tasted similar enough to trick my mind into thinking, you know, and it's a lot cheaper. Um, Hot dogs are cheaper than sausage. You pack your food bread, deli meat, fruit, chips. You pack your own food for road trips. All right, so you you can't afford to go out for every meal, and so you pack for the road trip and you pack a cooler for the lunches instead of eating out. Um, By the way, a packing hack. Okay, I read this packing hack. Are you all ready for this one? If you're taking homemade cookies, make them small enough to fit inside of a cleaned-out Pringles can. They stay fresh, and they don't break that way. <laughs> Instead of talking about faith for your future and getting uncomfortable getting out of the boat, I thought I'd just teach you guys how to pack for a road trip. Maybe you'll <laughs> apply that in your life. How about this one? Never waste cereal milk. You either drink it or you give it to the next kid so that they can pour it onto their cereal. (laughs) We never waste cereal milk. I'm like, what are you doing? That is called food. You eat that, you drink the whole thing. We're never wasteful. Um, How about this one? Never tear off the edges of the bread. The edges of the bread, what I also like to call, is food. That is food. Um, when you're watching your money, you just don't throw away a perfectly good sand. That's, that's food right there, man. And here's what kids don't like about it. Any adults still to do this? Be uh, No, by the way? Okay, good. You grew up. So as kids, we like to do this because maybe it's like toasted on the edge because they baked it. Okay, so this isn't like un- you know, unbaked, unleavened bread of the Old Testament, um, and so. But then, what they'll ask for is they'll say, "Now, can you toast this?" I'm like, "It already was. Like, why are you throwing this away? That was the toasted part." Don't throw away food. Um, even whenever we are, uh, like, I'll, I'll say, "You can't get up from the table until you've finished your dinner." Um, and then they'll be like, "Hey, is this like good enough?" And I'll be like, "Good enough is when all the food is gone." And there's like, "Well, it's just like the sauce." I'm like, "Then lick it, lick the sauce. <laughs> this is our food. I bought that sauce, not for the trash can, for your belly." Um, and I think honestly, and actually, was was recently, I think it was in a conversation maybe with my mom, somebody in my family was sharing that even sometimes our. Um, our overweightness in our family is because of the discipline you, you have to finish everything. And so you, maybe you got too much to eat on that first go around, but we just know the discipline, you just don't get up until it is gone. And then if all the kids, oh, I guess I got to eat juniors, right? Because we're never going to be wasteful. So you end up eating like, you know, 14 servings. Um, yeah, the bread thing just fires me up. Um, anyone else, you eat rice with soy sauce and you call that a full meal all by itself. Or ramen noodles. Ramen noodles is like a full course meal right there. I can make a whole meal out of ramen. Yeah, there it is. Josiah is with me. Um, I've noticed that I try to hang on to all of the little things in case that I might repurpose them or reuse them again. Even if they're broken, I'll try to figure out a way that I can reuse them. Does anybody reuse gift bags, empty containers? Ladies, old makeup, I'm still going to use it. I can figure out a way to get the crusties off and just keep using this thing. Um, this one says that, uh, that, that my family went through hard times, and so I guess my brain has been trained this way to always reuse. My mom, she'll save Christmas wrapping paper. So like, hey, open that really slowly open it real slow and don't tear the tape off because then that's gonna like the tape won't be there for next year's person um, or the box, she saves every Christmas bow and loves to like do up the Christmas presents with bows and all kinds of wrapping, and then please save them, put them into this separate trash bag because that one goes in. And yeah, we don't put them in totes, we put them in trash bags because we can't afford a tote. And so the the uh, um, the other one was the box. Did anybody remember the the J C Penny boxes that you would get? And so those were like really thin cardboard boxes that they would they would hold on to, and if tape ever touched it. Even just barely, even tape thought about touching it. The box would like pull apart all of the outside stuff on it. So she would tape it. P- part of it is on the the paper. Part of it is on the box. We had to take that off every so carefully, or with dad's um, with dad's pocket knife to, to cut it open so that the box wouldn't be torn up for my sister next year whenever she opened up that same exact box. If food is moldy, you just simply take out the moldy part and you eat the rest. I literally just did this yesterday with the bread that we're not allowed to throw the edges off of. (laughs) The bread was moldy. We're going to eat it. Uh, Just take off the mold part. If it looks a little not um, brown or tan like bread, it looks a little bit more gray or blue, um, it'll be fine. Just (laughs) cut it out. Um, you keep things. Um, you, you just have a hard time letting go of something that's broke, like that old car. It just kind of just keeps sitting there because it has parts. And one day, we may need to get parts. Or that old bike might have some parts for our next used bike that we buy. Um, how about this? You use regular bread for everything. A sandwich, a hamburger, a hot dog. Every regular bread goes around a hot dog. Uh, we're pretty good at doing that as well. We don't need hamburger buns. We don't need hot dog buns because we have regular bread for that. Um, how about this one? This is, a, this is one that I still do. Washing plastic um, bags or Ziploc bags or wash off aluminum foil and then reuse it. <laughs> Anybody do that? <laughs> so we'll use a, a Ziploc bag. Well, then we'll wash it, rinse it out, and then hang it on the sink to dry. Alyssa throws them away. I save them. Guys, I've been doing this in our marriage for 16 years now, and I've saved our family 37 cents. All right? (laughs) (laughs) And then last but not least, never, ever, ever turn down free food. That's just a mindset, man. If I'm at an event, I'm eating, okay? Because that's the way that we've been taught. And so as I think about my faith... As it comes alongside my finances, I think it kind of goes hand in hand. Your beliefs and your behaviors go hand in hand. I do based upon what I believe to be true. Would y'all agree with me on that? I have crazy amount of saving, like whenever even I, like I'll, I'll turn on the water, Judah, tell me, is this not the truth? Just drip by drip when we're not gonna lose a, a, a single drop. And Alyssa, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just watching the dollars just go right down the drain. I'm like, can we just go just like a little bit more drip by drip? Um, Watching it carefully because what I believe is then how I behave. And so we want our behaviors and our beliefs to come together. And then not only what we just have basic belief systems or what I've been taught or knowledge or wisdom, but what's higher than knowledge is faith and trusting that god that you're good that you are my provider and that you're going to see me through and so i want to start to move not just with knowledge we need knowledge and we need uh, wisdom and we need really good spending and saving and investing and giving disciplines and habits but also want to connect all of that to the lord and have faith in him make sense are you all with me so as i'm thinking about finances and faith i say which one do i want to go to first do i want to go to the bible or do i want to go to dave ramsey so i picked dave ramsey okay (laughs) so this is where we're going to uh to kind of open because dave ramsey's got a couple good one-liners and some good openers and then we'll dive into the scriptures as well dave ramsey says this he says personal finance is eighty percent behavior and twenty percent head knowledge the mathematics of becoming a multi-millionaire are learned by the sixth grade. Spend less than you make. That seems pretty simple, isn't it? Um, spend less than you make. That'll be, that'll be helpful. Ramsey goes on to point out that there's one thing that keeps people from getting there. The problem is the guy in the mirror. If I can control this goober, I can be skinny and rich. But the goober, he has a problem, and his name is Dave. Meaning himself. In my case, the, his name is Brock. The bad news is that I'm the problem, and the good news is I'm the solution. You just have to decide you want to do something different. It all comes down to behaviors, choices, and disciplines. And so it really does. We want to talk this morning about our behaviors, our beliefs, and connecting them to faith. If you guys got, got your Bibles this morning, flip with me to Malachi. We'll start in verse 1. We're going to really try to make a point in verse 3. But in Malachi chapter 1, Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. Okay, The last book of the Old Testament. It's going to be about 60% of the way into your Bible. And Malachi starts off in presenting its case. Malachi is a prophet. He's an Old Testament prophet. And he's trying to give this word to the people of Israel that he believes is a word from God. And many times the prophet just comes in and he says, Thus saith the Lord. And Malachi does it different. Malachi kind of presents this case back and forth. It's almost like a question and answer. It's like a Q&A that Malachi does back and forth with the people of God, as if God is speaking to... The people. It's really interesting and fascinating. Whenever you go into Malachi chapter one, it's saying, like, hey, this is how my people have acted. And the people are like, how have we acted this way? And God says, well, this is the way that you've acted. And this is what my people have done. And well, how have we done it this way? And God says, good question. Let me answer in this way. God is about to make an accusation towards the people. And they're like, what? What do, you, what do you mean? He goes, well, this is, this is what I mean. This is how this thing is true. So Malachi chapter 1, we kind of see this, this question and answer. You go into Malachi chapter 2, and they're saying, this is how your heart has gone, gone away from you. You're like, how has our heart gone away from you? And you've, you've pursued other lovers, and, and you, we've lost the covenant because you've stepped outside of our marriage, and, and you've done these different things. And they're saying, how is this true? Back and forth all of the way. Then we show up to Malachi chapter 3. We see this dialogue. And there's another wedge in the covenant that is being broke between God and his, and his people. It's breaking the covenant by withholding tithe money from God. Malachi chapter three and verse six. I, the Lord, do not change. Man, I wish I could say that about myself. Don't you? So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not Destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees. You have not kept them. Return to me, I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you asked, how are we to return? Good question. Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In the tithes and the offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe to the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. Everybody say those four words. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. And pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room for you to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. We see that he's presenting the case of the people. We have broken covenant because you're stealing from me. You have robbed God. Well, how have we robbed you? Because you will not bring the tithe to the storehouse or to God's house. You're robbing me. John Wesley said this. He said, earn as much as you can, save as much as you can, and give as much as you can. There is something that I believe that our our heart is just connected to where our money is, right? The Bible even says that, that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so we want you guys to make as much as you possibly can. I believe that the Lord does that. And to save and invest as much as you possibly can. And to give as much as you possibly can. This word, test me in this, these four words kind of come up, and I think a father speaking to his children, I want you to put me to the test. A couple weeks ago, we were at my sister's house and we're playing basketball, and it's me and my dad versus my son and nephew. So it's me and my dad versus Judah and Luke. Luke. And it's the old timers versus the young bucks, okay? So we started the game with about a 15-minute stretch and warm-up, calisthenics, just to make sure we weren't going to pull anything. And these guys are yawning, like, let's go. So we finally get all warmed up. We're ready to go. And on this one particular play, Judah gets around me and he's going to the basket, and I go up to block a shot. Just because you're my son doesn't mean that you get a free layup. So I come in, and I go up to block the shot, and I block it right off the backboard. And as I come up, my, my, my elbow hits his head. Not a big deal. So I grab the ball, and I go out to take it back, and he calls a foul. I hate it when people call fouls. I hate soft fouls, too. Is anybody over this generation of basketball where it's just flipping and flopping, and you got bumped, and you, oh, my gosh. All right, I need to bring it back. So he calls a foul, and I'm like, I'm so frustrated, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it to you. But as I go to check it, I check the ball a little bit short, and it hits his toe and like rolls out of bounds, and I'm so mad. So anyway, I'm ready to D up, and I was like, if you thought you were going to get something beforehand, I I will blow out an ACL right now to block this shot. I do not care. I'm putting it all on the line. My Achilles can rupture, but you're not going to score. And so he comes around me, and with everything that I've got, we're all good at least one more time in our lives, and this was my moment. And he goes up, and I jump, and I grab the ball as he's going up for it and pin it against the backboard and rip it down. And I did foul him. Man, I crushed him hard. And he's falling out of bounds. I'm not calling it. You just called a weak foul earlier. Now I'm bringing it, and I come all the way in and dunk and I dunked it, but because the goal was down to about eight and a half feet. So, dunk it. Oh, man, I'm fired up. And, um, and we had a great play. They went on to beat us, um, but we had a great play for this, this one moment. Um, and there was this thing inside of me it's like, test me in this, test your dad and see if I will not respond. I felt tested. I felt something fired up inside of me. Your behavior is provoking something in me that I've got to respond. And God is saying, the way that you are acting is going to cause me to have a response. When you test your father, he's going to have some sort of a response. And I want to make sure that when I'm testing my dad, it's causing the goodness of God to flow out of him. Anybody else? And he's saying, hey, I'm kind of ticked off right now because you're robbing from me. You snuck into my room last night, and you took my wallet, and I didn't like it. And you've put me to the test, and so now I'm going to have to have a response. Or, he's saying, if you would bring the full tithe to the storehouse, now you're going to put me to the test again, and I'm going to have to release the, 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 the I'm going to fling wide the storehouse gates and pour out a blessing upon you that you can't even handle. It's going to be redunculous. It's going to be crazy the amount of blessing that I can be if you would faithfully obey and just bring the tithe back to the storehouse there's a cause and effect that is happening and I know as a father and 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 God is the only holy father I'm, a, I'm an unrighteous father but as an unrighteous father still know how to give good things to my to my kids if you if your father would if you would ask your father for a loaf of bread would he give you a stone how much more so your heavenly father right and so There's this thing inside of me. I know that I would do good to my kids. How much more so this heavenly, amazing, awesome Father would release into our lives? There is something that we can put into motion, this cause and effect to provoke the Father heart of God. In verse 7, he says, Return to me, and I will return to you. Isn't that interesting? If this than this. It's cause and effect. If you will return to me, I'll return to you. If you will give, I I will give. If you hold back, I'll hold back. If you won't forgive, I won't forgive. There's so much cause and effect in the scripture. Are y'all with me? To the degree that you love your neighbor, it's to the degree that I'll pour out my love. It's to the degree that you'll forgive one another, it's to the degree that I'll forgive you. to the degree that you turn your heart back to me, it's to the degree I'll turn my heart back towards you. And he's saying, if you'll come and bring this tithe, then I will just test me and just watch if I won't open up the storehouses of God. We're trying to build an economy inside of our own home. I'm not super pumped about the economy outside of our home, so we're trying to like teach a new economy inside of our home. So we believe in working, and we believe that there uh, that a, that an honest man is worth an honest day's pay, right? An honest uh, working day, you get paid for it. Okay. So I want to show you what we're doing with our kids on how you can work and how you can make money, and then what do we do with that money whenever we get it? I'll show you this video. Okay, Nora Sage, what is it that we have here? Here it says our names, then it says feet and water rigs, and if I do that today, then I do a check. And if I do it all the, you know, right? You do it all there, and then you get 10 bucks, okay? And then it says a 30-minute room to clean our room, If we do that, we get 10 bucks. And if we do all this, the whole, you know, thing of the bobber, uh, (laughs) then you uh, get 10 bucks. Okay, well, let's break down the economy here a little bit. This is 10 cents, not 10 (laughs) bucks. Okay? So if you do 10 cents, you get a check. That's 10 cents. That's 10 cents. So you did it Sunday and you did it Friday. So Wrigley... Wrigley got to eat on Sunday, and he got to eat on Friday. Man, wow, is Riggs going to make it, you think? What do you think, Riggs? Yeah, maybe we should do it now. Okay, so you didn't brush your teeth this week, didn't clean your room, didn't work out, you didn't read, you didn't do end-of-the-day pickup. You didn't practice gymnastics, you didn't clean the microwave, you didn't mop the floor, and you didn't help with laundry. I'll do that today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so we got some work to do, right? Okay, now, what happens whenever you get money and then we go to church on Sunday? What are you gonna do with some of that money? We're gonna get that money on Church and also some of the money we'll put in the Disney fund, maybe. Hmm, okay. So we're gonna do a little tithe offering and as a little thank you to Jesus. Whew. My gosh, we got some work to do around here, don't we? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, we got some work to do. We got some work to do. I'll tell you that if tithing hasn't been a belief system for you, then the behavior is that you just don't give. Because, and it makes sense. There is no condemnation. I mean, I totally get it. I don't do stuff that I haven't been taught. I don't. I I don't fly airplanes. I have never been taught. Uh, I, can't, I just don't walk up to something and say, oh, well, this is how it works. I've just never been taught to do that. And so we're trying to teach our kids at a young age to put a discipline in because for Nora, she gets a dollar and to give a dime is not a big deal. It'd be great if all we had to do is pay bills and it only cost us a dime. Man, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? But as we get older, usually we begin to make more. As we make more, that tithe check, which is tithe and a tenth is kind of a similar word, tithe, and tenth. It's a tenth of what I make I want to give back to the Lord. And as we get older, that tithe check gets bigger, and you're like, oh, shoot, I could really use that money for other things. And my belief is I'm a better steward of my money than trusting it to the Lord. So this extra 100 bucks is better in my pocket than giving it to the storehouse. So that I can pay my other bills, and I can go out to eat, and I can have nicer things, and I can keep my electric on, and I keep my water going, right? And so we say, the belief is that I need money to pay my stuff. But faith says, disconnected from how I steward my money, I give it to the Lord knowing that he is going to reward and bless me back. If I will turn to him, he'll turn toward me. If I give to him, he gives back to me, and it's, and it's faith, and faith is, is bigger than just salvation. Faith is bigger than just, I want to read my Bible or say my prayers. Faith is connected to every sphere of life, especially our money, and if you want to start pushing on some, some, some irritable places in people's hearts, it comes around stuff, and it comes around possessions, and it comes around our money. In Matthew chapter six, verse one, uh, verse twenty-one, it says this: "Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also." And what is it that you treasure? Man, I treasure obedience to the Lord. I treasure being a partner with God. I treasure giving to the house of the Lord. Or you say, "No, my treasure is in money and stuff and me stewarding." And, man, i would—I got to keep my water on. i got to keep my lights on. i got to keep gas in the tank. i got to do these sort of things. And I would say, I get it. I understand that belief system. And we want to elevate the belief into faith, where we can move and say that, God, you are good. And, man, this doesn't make sense. I like doing things that make sense. Don't you? God, I don't know if this one makes sense. I noticed Dale. Dale walked into Sunday school class today. Dale walked over to his chair. He stood in front of it, and then guess what he did? He looked back to make sure that the chair was still there. And then he sat down. I was like, that just makes sense. The chair, yeah, and it's still there. I think I'll sit in it now. It just makes sense in my mind. And if I can see it, I'll do it. And and I've got to trust on what I can do and what I can see. And when I give it away, I no longer have it. And sometimes we walk by faith and not by sight. Man, I don't know if this chair is going to be there. I don't know if God's really going to provide. I don't know if God's really that good. I don't know that he's good. I don't know it. I don't know if he's good. So our, our evaluator of God's goodness Needs to get washed and cleaned and and redeemed because I understand your belief system, but I want to encourage you to move to faith. Not because, trust me, God doesn't need your 20 bucks, He's doing just fine. But He does want your heart. And you might have said yes to God so that He'll forgive me of my sin, but I want to also keep my money. And He's saying, I want your whole life, I want all of it, and I want you to be completely free to give. And I'll also tell my kids, it's like, isn't it awesome that you worked for this? And God says, you get to keep 90% of it. I just want to test your heart. Would you give me 10? And they're like, okay. Because it's faith like a child. Okay. Because my dad's going to provide for me. He's going to meet my needs. He's always going to take care of it. And so Israel is being challenged here by this prophet Malachi. Malachi. And God comes to him, and, and instead of being a partner with God, like at another level, man, I want to be a partner with God, I want to dream with God, I want to think, and I want to invest, I want to sow into the kingdom, I want to do these awesome, amazing things with God, they got enticed into a system that appealed to their manly, earthly, lower realm stuff, where they wanted stuff more than they wanted God. They were enticed to control their own lives and to control their financial destiny. They seemed to partner with the ways of this world more than being a partner with the Lord. Instead of being forced into giving your money, you have the freedom. And God gives you the freedom to spend it, to save it, to invest it, to give it, however you want. But just know that God will not be with you when it comes to your finances. If you read it in Malachi three, he actually says you will live under a curse. And if you're already going through hardships, you don't want an extra curse of God on top. Man, I wanna get out from underneath that curse as quick as possible and submit all of this to the Lord. And trust me, I'm not asking you, the, the church isn't saying we need more money. This would be your storehouse. This would be the, the, the house of God that you would give to. This is where you would do it. But this isn't a, a beg. We're not doing a capital campaign at all. I'm trying to get our people to live free, free from the curse that could live over our lives so that we could live blessed. As parents, when we, uh, if, if, as parents, if we would bless disobedience coming out of our kids, it would say more about us as a parent That my kid is being disobedient and I just keep on blessing them. You would be insane. God would be insane to continue to bless if we are living in disobedience. Can you imagine having a president over your nation that blesses disobedience? Can you imagine having a president over your nation that blesses unrighteous, unlawful, unbiblical behavior and celebrates it? Would you get mad if you had a leader like that? Yet we want God to be like that. We want God to allow us to live disobedient and for him to continue to bless. We don't want our president like that, but we do want our God like that. Oh, shoot, because that kind of hits home, man. I want God to bless my life even when I'm not doing the way that he's asked me to do. So it's a struggle, and the struggle is real. The struggle is in us. But we want to break out from the pressures of having an American empire, having an American big estate, having whatever, and saying, more than having stuff, I want to have an obedient heart. I want to say, God, my treasure is with you, and you can have my heart, and I give it to you. I'm not robbing you anymore. I'm not living under a curse, but I'm giving to you. So it really does come down to this, and I'll wrap with this. Your behaviors follow your beliefs. So our question today is, what do you believe about God? Not about your financial stewardship, not about how slick you are with money and how smart you are. What is it that you believe about God being good as you are obedient to him? So let's be those that are willing to take a step outside of the boat, walk on some water with Jesus, do some things that might even feel uncomfortable but believe that he's going to show up and do some awesome, miraculous things in our life. Church family, I want us living blessed and not cursed. I want us living with our hearts turned toward God and not away from him. Let's be partners with the Lord on this thing and not see if he would bring out the blessing and fling wide the storehouses and pour out his favor upon our lives. Amen. Would you all stand with me as we close this morning? Dear Jesus, we pray that we would be a church of faith in our finances, that we would trust you. And so, God, we believe that you're good and that you're faithful and that you will take care of us. Lord, we just honor you today. We give and we turn our hearts to you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. So we're so glad that you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.